Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, friends. We'll get into that in just a minute. The national championship, of course. Congratulations to UConn. You can, you did. And Jim Nance hangs it up as CBS's Final Four in NCAA basketball tournament announcer. But first... How about the Red Hot Rays? The first time they've started a season 4-0, and which might sound surprising enough, but what a dominant, dominant way they have begun this. Now, granted, Steve, this is against the Tigers, who aren't a very good baseball team, although they did manage to beat the Houston Astros, uh, you know, after leaving, leaving the Trop and losing three games. And then... The Washington Nationals, I didn't realize this. They they failed to win even 60 games last year. I mean, they're in a complete, mm-hmm. what would you say, rebuild mode at this point? Yes. I guess? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a, a traded Juan Soto. They lost Stephen Strasburg a couple of seasons ago. I mean, you know, they're, yeah. they're in complete rebuild mode, yes. Yeah, a lot of young kids, that some of which maybe you know got rushed to the majors. By a year or two, they'll be, you know, formidable, but not a great team. Nonetheless, you got some stats. I got some stats. This one's from OptaStats that I found on uh, the Twitterverse. Okay, Rays starting pitching. And let's face it, this is where, this is what the Rays are built on, right? And we've talked about this starting staff even without Tyler Glass now, right? Uh, Drew Rasmussen, he was, you know, phenomenal. Um, they've, they've gotten great starts their first four games. Here's, here's the numbers behind the numbers, if you will. Okay, so 4-0 record among the starters, 30-plus strikeouts, fewer than 10 hits allowed, and no home runs allowed. Those numbers right there, just this that category of numbers, no other major league team in the modern era has had its starters do all of that over, get this, any four-game span, much less to start a season. 4-0 record, 30-plus strikeouts, fewer than 10 hits allowed, no home runs allowed. Never happened before at any point, much less to start a year. That's just incredible. It's incredible what they did. That is amazing, and, and their starters – so according to ESPN stats and info, they now have a .39 ERA through four games. Just the third team <laughs> since earned runs became official whose starters had a sub-1 ERA and at least 30 strikeouts through four games of a season. The 78 Gosh. Angels and the 91 White Sox. And here's the thing. I, I don't, again, I don't care who you play. These are major league hitters, right? This is such a dominant performance, starter after starter after starter after starter. And we'll see what Josh Fleming can throw up there as their number five guy. But we're not even including Tyler Glass now in this mix yet, okay? He's going to come back, what, late May sometime maybe? Um, you hope. Yeah, you, know, you hope, mid-June. Or, but, I mean, just just dominating stuff. And if you were worried, and again, not to get too excited, because I don't think the Tigers and I don't think the, the Nationals have the pitching staff that, say, the Yankees do or you know some of those other form- formidable teams in, in the American League. But, but... Um, they're raking, you know, like they're raking. Hello, left-handed bat. Do you like Luke Rayleigh if you need him? First time up, hits an absolute bomb, 430-something feet to right center. Then comes up again later in the game and hits a line drive laser home run. 
two home runs for Rayleigh. You know, you look at, um, I mean, Surrey had the day off, and he's driven in, I think, eight runs already or something mm-hmm. like that, five or eight runs. They're just, right up down the lineup, everybody's swinging the bat pretty well, with the exception of maybe Brandon Lau, who's, who I think went 0 for 5 again. Um, yeah, he did. But, yeah, he's he's struggling, but he, we've seen him scuffle plenty of times and then come out of it. But, man, um, I don't know that Kevin Kashkin and them could have dreamed up a better carryover from the spring. Because you saw some of this in the spring. You know, you don't guys don't get a lot of at-bats mm-hmm. in, in a single game, but you saw the power from Rayleigh. You saw springs and you saw the guys pitching and not allowing any runs but to start the season and be this hot I mean, this is really really optimistic stuff right here well and, and wander franco an off night tonight just going one for four it's the first game this <laughs> yeah. season he didn't have two hits right with uh, a stolen base yeah so but uh, you know yes it was the tigers yes it's the nationals but it's the way yeah. they've looked like exactly. that starting pitching's just been dominant and that's yep. what i mean yep. you know it's not like they they played teams that they should beat and squeaked by and got two or three. I mean, they dominated these teams, yeah. which is what you're supposed to do. When you play a team that you're supposed to beat, you should dominate them, and they did. And that's exactly what you want to see. And you like to see a lot of these bats toasty. I mean, Luke Rayleigh tonight, two home runs, have a night. Oof. I mean, Randy Fantastic. Rosarina's been great. Wander right. Franco's hitting, what, 533 on the season? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Josh Lowe had two hits tonight. I mean, you yeah, know, that was good to see too. You know, other than Brandon Lowe's, well, and he's batting two hundred, but you know, this is this is the start you want to see. You can't look, you can't win the World Series in April, but you sure can make it hard hard to get there. And and they've done that before. They've mm-hmm. they've had bad Aprils where they've kind mm-hmm. of dug themselves a nice little hole, and it's taken them until like the end of May or June to get out of it. Right. You know, yeah, and they're one of two teams in Major League Baseball undefeated. The, the, the Twins, other Rocco Baldelli Twins, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. No, it's it. You like I said, you couldn't dream up a better scenario, and you know, I in it in the in the risk of being like sounding like a raised honk. I mean, they stood pat this year in the off season, and they took a lot of heat for that. And maybe mm-hmm. it won't work out. Maybe they won't be able to score a run, right? But there's something about you know with all the injuries they had some of the acquisitions they've had to make just to just to stay afloat make the playoffs last mm-hmm. year and then to go that you know what was it 18 innings in that score whatever that game was that crazy game yep i really think that that sort of you know was, was embarrassing quite frankly to them to a lot of them um and it's all about health and you know you got to keep wander for 130 40 games you need you need certain guys in there uh, Randy Arozarena, you know, another key bat that's, you know, looks toasty. I mean, he can do so many things. You know, he legs out an infield hit. And, you know, him and Wander stole a base. Like, I think a couple things. The changes in the rules of baseball, you know, for all that the Rays are known in terms of their analytics and the shifts, and they probably started doing it more than any other team, et cetera, et cetera. Now you come back to a, to a time where – Shifts are outlawed. You know, we know the rules now. The bases are a little wider, okay? And the pitch clock, which is the greatest invention of baseball in modern day because the games are all lasting three and a half hours. You put that staff out there on the mound, right? And most of those guys like to work fast anyway, but now you make the hitter stand in that box, and he can't step out and slow down any momentum, and these guys throw as many strikes as they throw, and they're right back on the hill. I mean, 
It's 0-2, and in real time, you've been up there for less than a minute. I'm telling you, as a hitter, that, that messes with you. You know, hitters don't have the advantage of – they don't throw the ball, okay? So the pace of the game has always belonged to the pitcher, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you could always step out and slow it down, right? I used to st- – I mean, in college – and they still do this in college. It drives you nuts when you go to a college game. But you'd step out between pitches – Take a couple practice swings. Look down at the third base coach. Get a bunch of signs that mean absolutely nothing. Come back in. Put your hand up. Dig your your right foot if you're if you're a right-handed hitter into the back of the batter's box. Take your practice swing, and now you're ready to hit. Guy throws a ball. Same routine. Step out of the box. Maybe tighten your gloves. Look down at the third base. This was the that's the pace of baseball had been, and now. You know, during that time, if you're 0-1, even if you're 0-2, you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, started me with a fastball, okay? Then he came back with a breaking ball. Now he's got me 0-2. He's going to try to make me chase here, but it'll probably be something out of the zone. I'm going to look out in if it's, you know. Like, you play these mind games to yourself as a hitter. You can make adjustments to what the pitcher is throwing at you. If you can just slow him down, I'm telling you, these rules are playing right into the Rays' hands. And they're the more athletic team. They got guys that can run. They got guys that can field, right? They're going to steal bases. They're going to steal a ton of bases this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and even on something as simple as, you know, the infield hit by a Rosarena, I, I think he's probably out without the wider base, you know, by a half a step. Like, I think everything that, that baseball has done is going to benefit the race. Well, and, and, you know, look at yesterday's game or Sunday's game against uh, the Tigers. Jeffrey Springs, what was it like? The first 18 batters, 16 first pitch strikes? Yes, that's what I mean. They just they pound yeah. the strike zone. So you're you're 0-2, and in real time, a minute hasn't gone by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you've had to stand there, and like you're like, oh, I'm about out, and it's and I've been up here for all of one minute. You can't get com- – I'm telling you, baseball is such a – hitting is such a hard thing to do anyway. But, like – at the major league level with the wicked stuff that they're throwing to not have time to adjust, to have to stand in that box and, and strike after strike after strike. And these guys are throwing four pitches for strikes, three pitch, you know, three different pitches for strikes, mm-hmm. um, power arms, um, wipe out sliders, you know, uh, Rasmussen was throwing, what did they call it? They had a name for it. It wasn't a slider. It wasn't a, I'm trying to think, but like, it, it's just a, a whole new word of a pitch that I haven't heard that they listed that he threw 24% of the time. It's like it's more of a of a hard-breaking a, – a sweeper. They called it a sweeper. Okay. He throws what's called a sweeper. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? A sweeper? What is that? I thought that was something in soccer. You know, he's a sweeper. He throws a sweeper 24% of the time. And what it is is just a, a you know a sweeping curveball or sweeping slider or whatever, and to go with his regular slider and his regular curveball and his regular fastball. So, and they got pitches that they're they're having to name now, you know, and they throw them all for strikes. And it's it's fun to watch, man. And and you don't have to invest a lot of time either. By the way, I'm telling you, I've looked up the last two games and it has been in the seventh inning. And I I swear it's been about an hour and a half that I've that I've watched these games, and they're already in the seventh. It's crazy. Yeah, it was about an hour and a half to when they started the seventh on Monday night. Yeah, maybe maybe an hour I mean. thirty-five, hour forty. It was in that range, but yeah. And the Rays are starting. What are they starting their home games this year now? At seven, six forty for the weekday one. Six forty, yeah, on the weekend. How about that? Yeah, they're going to be over by nine. You'd be you'd be home for dinner. We've talked about this, but 
you know, over 162 games, right, to get a guy off his feet an hour a night, okay, because mm-hmm. that's what you're talking about. He's not standing on that turf. He's not in the dugout. Yeah, he's about not, a half an hour. I mean, the games so far have been 25 yeah. minutes short or something like that. You know, okay, so it's a, a half small hour time, so we'll see. But, but, but I mean, even so, if it, a half three hour hours a week, that's a three little, hours a week yeah. if you play six games. That's huge. I mean, I, I can't tell you how much fresher guys are going to be. I think you'll probably have fewer injuries potentially. I just love the game right now, you know, and and it and the Rays, of course, are you know off to a hot start and all that, but um, they're going to have they're going to have their their time. But still, I think it's been. Um, it's been great for baseball. It's been really great. I mean, the reviews are what they are, and I heard about it in spring training, but to really see it in action has just been really, really fun. So good for them. I mean, hey, 162-0 within the realm of possibility if you guys start out undefeated, and we'll see what they do. Uh, now, they got the Red Sox after the Nationals. Is that right? No, I it's say the A's. Oh, the A's. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, the A's come to the trop. Which, by the way, nice crowd, you know, for that opening series. They had over 60,000. And Yeah, it's the A's and then Boston's next week. So And then week. Boston, okay. So at some point, they're going to, you know, get back, kick themselves back into the AL East. But you know what? Mm-hmm. If they hand you a soft schedule to start early, that's this is what you're supposed to do to it if, yeah. you're, one, if you're one of the better teams. You know, what, what the Rays do a couple of years ago when they beat up on the Orioles, what, when 18 and 1. In 18 the and 1. And it won them the division. You know, yeah. yeah. When you play the teams you're supposed to beat, go beat them. That's what you do. Yeah. At the end so, of the season, they don't ask. They don't, they don't look at the win total and say, well, which teams did you beat and which ones didn't you? It's, it's how many did nope. you win? How many did you win, man? And, and you know, there's – Every team, with the exception of Washington last year, but like they always say, you know, every team is going to win sixty and lose sixty, right? It's what happens to the the other what the one twenty. So there's forty two game, forty two games. games in between, you know, and that's that's usually the case. So off to four zero start on your way to your first sixty wins. We'll see what happens after that. Um, we're going to talk a little bit of Final Four in just a minute and course the national championship won by UConn over San Diego State I've got my own uh, set of ills that I'm dealing with right now that I want to tell you about but first I want to save money for you on your electric bill here's how you're going to do it it's called May Electric Solar we've been talking about this they're a family-owned business they've been installing solar electric systems now for 13 years in the Tampa Bay area really all over Florida May Electric is committed to you for the long term how long well, they guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. You won't find that. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That's what they call the May difference. If you visit the Hudson Showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. They're going to customize exactly what you need, and that's what they're going to install for you. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know all those people Working up there on the roof, putting in those solar panels, those are Billy Mays guys, and that's important. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. Schedule a free estimate, lower your electric bill all year long, preserve the quality of your appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, we'll get to the national championship. I got to tell you, though, um, I was out of town and uh, went out to Denver and went skiing. And I haven't done that. Well, I did it. I tried, attempted to do it last year. About a year ago, my son moved out there and I drove out. And, I, and that's when Bruce Arians decided to resign. So I was mm-hmm. confident that something cataclysmic would happen to the Bucks organization when I was gone. Because if I try to take any time off, something happens. But it didn't this time, as far as I know. And got out there. First of all, Denver is a beautiful city. I mean, it's just fantastic place to live i think um and you've got the rockies and there's been a ton of snow this year and so even though you know what are we into uh april now um they could they could ski till june but they won't allow them to because then the bears come out and they'll start eating skiers um and that's real but uh it's it's gorgeous up there and and there was a couple dicey days and so but the day we planned to go was saturday we went up there it was absolutely stunning and you know, I'm not a very good skier. I mean, I'm a green, blue, green guy, right? Like, I don't do black diamonds. I don't do any of that stuff. My son and his girlfriend can snowboard almost anything, right? Like, they're just really good at it, and they go often. So I went up there. They truck, They took the old man up on the hill. And skiing is one of those things, like, you know, you want to relax. And, and, and the, the more stressed you are, then the more rigid your body gets and the worse you ski, and it and it creates a lot of tension in your body so when you're first doing it and you haven't done it for a while it's you not have very good form to say the very least but i actually felt pretty good this time and the elevation didn't bother me as much and the first couple of hills i'm trying to trust in my son we went to breckenridge ridge and so there's you know good number of of all kinds of courses but most of them are, are blues and then some will turn into greens or whatever so he's supposed to take me down the easier tracks and he kind of did in the beginning so we're up there one day. We drove up and, and drove back the same day. It was a long day, um, but got up there. And, and so I, I got about f- maybe five or six runs. Anyway, my last run, um, he says, we're going to go down this way. And I said, was it rust? You know, is this, a, is this a green or is it? Well, it's a blue, but you can do it because it's wide. And it's, I'm like, really? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, by now, now the snow is getting a little chewed up. And we get this one part, which is really steep. And. I've seen people wipe out and stuff, and sure enough, I lose it. And I do one of these things where if you've ever fallen on skis before, um, I was wearing a helmet, thank gosh, but like I whip myself, bounce my head off the off the snow, <laughs> and and I've concussed myself a little bit, I think, and I got whiplash from it. Uh, glad I was wearing a helmet. But I'm on such a, a pitch that both skis come off. They go 25 yards down the hill. I've got one ski pole, but the other ski pole is above me that I'm never going to retrieve until some guy, benevolent dude, comes down, picks up the ski pole, comes up to me and says, are you all right? And I'm like, no. <laughs> what if I was all right, would I be sitting here in the snow with my head held in my hands? And I'm like, where's my skis? He goes, well, there's one over the hill over here. And I'm like, oh, that that's it way down there, huh? Uh, and so I do the, you know, on your butt skiing where you, you take one ski in one hand and then... I had to go about 20, 25 yards down the hill, grab the other ski, and I had to kind of scoot myself 
down to a flat area where I could get up enough strength to stand up again. I'm telling you, it was all I could do to get down this hill. And, of course, I'm not happy. And my my son and Wes and his girlfriend knew something was wrong because I was lost. I hadn't come down the hill. And I'm like, well, you guys are supposed to stay behind me. Like, one of you could stay behind me to make sure the old man doesn't fall. And then, of course, I did. But, um, but no. And, and so the thing about when you don't do stuff, and I don't care what this is, whether it's skiing or anything else, when you don't do stuff and you don't use muscles, you know, the way you normally would, um, you're going to be sore and it's kind of a good sore when you, you know, you, you ski all day and you burn a lot of calories, you can drink whatever you want, whatever. Um, and it was a long drive back, a lot of traffic and stuff. So you're stiff and sore the next day. Let me tell you, two days later, I am the tin man. I can't move anything. My neck hurts so bad. My legs hurt so bad. Like, I don't even know what I was thinking doing, doing this stuff, but it's always the second day, you know, because, and you mentioned to me too, and before we came on, Flying home, it was although it was only a three hour and fifteen minute flight. I think sitting there, you know, in that position for most of those three hours, probably didn't help me much, right? That probably that probably added to the lactic acid buildup. Yeah, no, that's, sore, that doesn't sore, help. That doesn't help us, particularly as we're getting older. Yes, very, well, yes, some of us really older, and and uh, for you, you bounce back, but me, not so much. So that was my that was my weekend. Uh, again, gorgeous in Colorado. The Rockies were. Not the mountains, but the baseball team. They were on the road. As the Rays were starting against the Tigers and the Washington Nationals, how about this opening series? You go at San Diego, at L.A. Dodgers. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Major League Baseball. They don't care much about the Rockies, who unfortunately are not a very good baseball team out there. But gorgeous stadium. I mean, Coors Field is one of the best venues, you know, in terms of just, you know, the Rocky Mountains behind you and the weather's turning nice there. It was about 65 degrees during the day a couple days. Just really great. But, um yeah, nice nice place out there in Colorado. I like it. But not as much as Tampa Bay, which is why I choose to live here. Anyway, uh, all right, so let's get to this uh, this national championship game. Not a surprise. I think most people would have picked UConn in this one. I mean, they were a four seed. A lot of Cinderella's stayed past midnight, especially San Diego, which won on a buzzer beater over FAU. Um, they just, you know... I guess the difference is UConn has guys that are going to the NBA, <laughs> okay? And I don't know that San Diego State does. And they were just too big, too physical, too skilled. And I can't remember a team. We are talking about this before we came on. You're right, Steve. I don't remember a team that, that won by as many points. What was their, their least margin of victory, 13? That's correct. It, yeah, in this whole tournament? There's six games. Three of them were 13 to 17 or 18, and then three of them were more than 20 points. Right. Right. I mean, that's that's so dominant. And here's the stat that uh, we've been uh, discussing that is it blows me away. Okay. We, we talk, you know, you talk about there wasn't a lot of blue bloods in the Final Four. UConn certainly qualifies and then some now, even more so. Since 1999, where they won in St. Petersburg, Florida, right, with, with uh, what, Jim Calhoun and uh, I believe they beat Duke in the championship that game that year. Um, the Yukon Huskies have now won five national championships in the last, what, 24 years? And, and that's, or 25 years, that's the most during that span. Just since the start of, you know, 1999, start of the century, or century, start of the 2000s almost. I mean, that's, in, that's more than Kentucky, more than Duke, more than Carolina. Um, but we don't think of UConn that way. And they did it with what? Four four different coaches? Three different Sorry. coaches. Three different coaches. Yep. Five Incredible. five natties in twenty four years, three different coaches. 
I mean, that's that is and three just, different conferences too, I believe. <laughs> that's right. They started in the Big East. And they're yeah. back in the Big East, but they were in the American and they were in what Conference USA, I think. And yeah, they bounced quite or they bounced around all yeah. over the place. Um, and cool for talk about a, a, a boy, a Hall of Fame basketball family, right? Danny Danny Hurley mm-hmm. wins the championship. Um, he, of course, is the brother of Bobby Hurley. They both play college basketball. Bobby may be one of the best point guards in NCAA history, right? With with Duke, um, he's gone on to coach, of course. Now. You know their dad was a Hall of Fame coach, and now Dan um, wins a uh, wins a national championship. And you know who had the ball when the game ended? His son mm-hmm. was out there dribbling it out, went in late in the game just to you know get to get a, a minute or two or a couple seconds in the natty. But um, pretty cool for that family, man. When you think about all the time that they've spent in the game of basketball and the contributions they've made. Yep. And then how about Jim Nance's sign off, as you referenced a little it bit was, at the beginning? It was good, yeah. He, and, you know, they started to when, – when UConn won, they started to talk about it a little bit. I think it was Bill Rafty, one of those guys, started talking about, you know, well, Jim, you know, you – tell you what, buddy. He goes, no, 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 this is UConn's moment. And he stopped them, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he had the great sign-off, right? Yeah, so he says, and not to play off the hello friends, but to all my colleagues and the viewers and everybody at CBS, thank you for being my friend. He was choked up when he said it. He was emotional when he said it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty good, pretty good indeed. So Jim Nance will be uh, calling the Masters this week. It's Masters week. I always marveled at that. Like you go from, and it used to be <laughs> back in the day when uh, the money was flowing, uh, people in our business would go from the Final Four, which I have covered, and then they would then you'd get on a plane and everybody would be flying to Atlanta to catch a, a rental car and drive to Augusta for the Masters. Mm-hmm. Talk about. How about those two weeks, huh? If you're a sports writer, oh, it's always great. <sighs> Final four, right into the Masters, right as baseball yeah. starting, right as oh, it's the best time of the year, mm-hmm. best time of the year. And when you know, back back in the day, when we covered a lot of things and the money was good, and and you know, uh, the way you traveled was different, right? If you had frequent flyer, you were always flying in first class because you got upgraded, or you, you know, some some of the dudes. Some of the dudes that came before me were living large, man, and uh, those jobs don't exist anymore in that context. But um, yeah, but it's it was always it's always this is a great time of the year for sports, right? Because they're all sort of, with the exception of football, they're all kind of playing. Even football, well, but you got, you got the, the NFL, NFL draft, draft coming, coming up. up, so yeah, so there's still plenty of talk about football. But it's really a cool time of the year with baseball starting, yeah. hockey playoffs. Of course, we talked about the Lightning clinching the other night. Um, yeah, we, yeah, and we know their opponent. They're going to face the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round. That's already locked in. Yeah. The question yep, is, will it start in. in Toronto most likely? Tampa still has a shot to host the first Do they have a shot games. for home ice in that one? They do, but they're – I mean, it's, it's – They'll rest some people too, right? I mean – Well, hockey doesn't really do – a couple of things. Um, one, they only have a limited roster. Well, that's true. And actually, at this time, you can call up more players from Syracuse, but they don't have any salary cap to do so. Uh, so you got to have sour cap. So I mean, they've got three reserves. They got two. If you go at twelve and six, you've got one extra forward, two two extra defensemen on the roster. So you could. Yeah. But hockey generally doesn't. They don't do load management. They don't rest. Now, could you give Stamkos a night off or Cooch? I mean, could they? Yes. Will they? Will they? It's, could you it's, reduce their minutes? Like, could you? Could you manage? Sure. Like, okay, yeah, you could. You could, you could definitely play the fourth line more during games. 
right, just kind of right, right. roll your lines, go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, instead of yeah, you know, yeah. yes, you could definitely do that. And defenseman, could you get Headman a little extra rest and mm-hmm. not put him out so much? Yes, you absolutely could do that. Um, right. You know, you've got two extra defensemen. Could you go eleven seven down the stretch to rest two forwards a game? You could, and, sure. You know, use some of the in, 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 but cut Headman's minutes back. By doing uh-huh. it, yes, they could do that. So, I mean, they're four yeah. points behind Toronto with five games to play, but Toronto's got a game in hand. Yeah, it's going to so, be tough to get that from them. You know, if Toronto goes three and three, the Lightning would have to win all five games to tie them. Right. You know, so and it might have the tiebreaker at that point. So, I mean, essentially, if you're going to get home ice, you probably have to win all five games. Yeah, that's. That's tough duty, but we yeah. talked about this before. I I don't I don't think it matters as much in the playoffs in the NHL. Where it matters is if you get to a game seven. Obviously, you would like to have home ice, but to be honest with you, I, there's just so much pressure to start at home a series at home that if you go on the road, you just got to get one out of two, right? To I get think the home it, I think back. it matters. I think home ice is important, but I don't think to this team that's been through everything they've been through. Right. That has the veteran leadership and the experience. I don't think they care. I think fans would care, and I think when it comes down to Game 7, you definitely would prefer that at home. But I, I think the Lightning, going starting with the bubble and then into the second cup and then last year, it let's just play. I mean, mm-hmm. last year they were the, the third seed in, in the the division as well, and they they, they start, went on the road to Toronto, won Game 7 there. They just... Tell us where to suit up, and we'll be, we'll be there. And that's that's their attitude. Yeah. Would you rather be on home ice? Absolutely. Would they rather be? I think so. But I, I don't think they care. Like, the fact that they're going to finish third in the division again, that's fine. Just tell mm-hmm. us when and where to show up. We'll be there. Yeah. I mean, you know, for everybody that every year keeps saying, you can't just flip a switch, you just this team seems to. They did about a week ago. Yeah. They, in that game against Boston, yeah, they lost 2-1, to one, but... Since then, what, Andre Vasilevsky won goal in three games? He was the number one star for the NHL this week with a 970 or 960 save percentage. Well, I mean, he's the guy that in the postseason that mm-hmm. is going to steal you a couple, you know, and, yeah. and and I think he takes it to another level and always has. So, But the team also, in front of him has played a lot better and all, all of a sudden kind of flipped that switch. And, you know, you're not seeing the odd man rushes on him. And, and right. you know, he's made some great saves. The other team's going to push. They're going to get some opportunities. But, right. you know, they're not getting the, the odd man rushes left and right. Or, the you know, you're not seeing the egregious turnovers in the back end as much. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're playing a smarter brand of hockey right now, right as they're getting ready five games away from the playoffs. Right, because they know how you have to play in the postseason is not the way mm-hmm. you play in the regular season. You mm-hmm. have to get pucks deep. You have to win your battles and, and you can't allow those breakouts and those, those odd man rushes as great as Vassie is. You just can't, and goals are hard to come by. You know, you got to stay out of the penalty box. Like, there's so many things in playoff hockey that is different than regular season hockey, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been there so many times and I think they get bored. To, I think there's a part of every year. If you've been to three straight Stanley cup finals and as much playoff success as they've had, even before that, there's sort of a dog days, you know, you're, you're like, okay, we're 20 games off, you know, to go. Mm-hmm. We're 15 games to go, you know, like you can not quite see the end of the, of, mm-hmm. of the, of the tunnel here, but like, then you get, you get inside of 10. It's like, okay, let's, it's time to ramp it up. Mm-hmm. We got to get a little momentum. We got to start playing the right way. 
But that's all part of it, too. It's not like these guys don't know they're going to go to the postseason. I mean, there was never really a ton of a chance that they would miss it unless they just lost every game. And so they they not that you coast, but I, I do think there's there's a doldrum you have mm-hmm. to shake. You know what I mean? Uh, and I still and, think that 19 games in 33 days, mentally oh, more than physically. Right. I, oh, yeah. I think, and you know, the Lightning now have had two straight days without a practice. Yeah, it's the last time they did without playing or a practice. They had because they Get had your legs back. They're gonna they're gonna have a practice today, and then they'll travel to New York, and then they've got back to back against the Rangers and the Islanders Wednesday Thursday. But the fact that they had three days off between games for the first time Huge. in in six seven weeks they've had that at least Huge. maybe yeah. even longer for that fresh legs yeah fresh you legs know, man fresh mind fresh mind yeah, I think right. mentally exactly. more than anything I think That's it's. Right. You know, it's a, it's a, I mean, you work sports. Playing every other night. You yeah. cover things. I've, I've covered teams and traveled with teams and this, I mean. It's exhausting. Yeah. You know, look, you're, you're playing sports and, and all the cliches of that, you know, oh, it's just playing sports, whatever else. But it is yeah. a, it's a long season, whether it's 162 in baseball, 82 in basketball and, 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 mm-hmm. uh, in hockey or whether it's, you know, 20 weeks or 18 weeks in the NFL. I mean, yeah. it's it's a long, long season mentally, and and yeah. that's where gr- you know John Cooper has really prioritized rest over practice mm-hmm. time lately, and and that, and, and even morning skates now before games are even optional. Come to the rinks now a lot of times. Yeah, you know, if the guy wants to come in, great. If you want to stay home, go ahead. It's it's you know, do what you've got to do to get ready. You know, we're gearing up for. April 17th when the playoffs start. And a good part of their core are, are veteran players. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about Stamkos, though. You're talking about Hedman. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about Alex Kalorn and, you know, dudes that have played a lot of years and a lot of not just the regular seasons, but add up all the postseasons, you know, and add that that workload to their careers. Yep. So they, they, need, they need the rest. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, but there's nothing – is there anything quite like? I mean, if you're Toronto, you can't be. I mean, of course, you, you want to win any series, and but this is the monster, right? Even if they make it and play the Rangers again, which I think Shostakin is great, and I think New York had them last year, right? They looked like they were had them down, and we're gonna we're gonna get it done. Where they're two zero and then two zero in the game or something like that. Um, but they let them off the hook, and it doesn't matter what team you're talking about in the East, man. They're gonna have to come through the through Tampa Bay to get to the Stanley Cup. Just, that's just the way it is, and that's the way it's been for the last three, four, five, six years, whatever it is. They're going to continue that. I don't Unless there's an injury, and how much better will they be with a Braden Point who's you know scored damn near 50 goals? I mean, you know, Braden Point would have been the difference in that series against Colorado a year ago. I, and that, those are the breaks, right? Oh, it, it is. And, and look, I mean, and, and the Avalanche had injuries too, but Braden Point yeah, was did. the one guy that could have loosened up that pressure in the neutral zone. And as much as people want to say that Colorado dominated that series, and look, they were the better team. They deserved to win. Take out game two, which Colorado dominated was at 7 nothing or whatever it was, and the Lightning right. kind of had one. But there was two overtime games in that series. Yeah. If one of Get those one games of goes the other way, and, and overtime in hockey is a crapshoot. I mean, it's it know, totally first goal is. wins. If yep. one of those games went the other way, you're going to game seven. If both of right. them went to Tampa Bay, then Tampa Bay you wins win the series. series. 
I mean, yeah. that series, what, Colorado didn't dominate. You were up one nothing in game mm-hmm. six. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I thought they were going to force yeah. a game seven. And let me yeah. tell you, game seven in Colorado, with uh, having had a 3-1 lead, uh, there would have been a little bit of mm-hmm. sawdust on those sticks mm-hmm. from gripping them so tight. And like I said, Colorado was the better team. Don't get me wrong. They, they deserved yeah, the they win. Deserved they, they played yeah. better. But the series wasn't a blowout. I mean, Tampa was right no. there. And if they had Braden Point, it would have been very interesting. Oh, yeah, because that was what they couldn't do. They had trouble entering the zone, mm-hmm. and he can do it by himself, you know. Yep. Um, but what a year he's had. And yeah, a lot of other guys have stepped up, year. too. Alex Kalorn has had a really good year. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Hagel's been – he hasn't scored as much of rate, but his, he's had a phenomenal season. Right. He brings a lot of the same things, you know, that you get with point, too. Mm-hmm. The speed through the zone. Yeah. All Tanner Janot is finally starting to really find his way on this team. Well, and that's you know you talked about him getting better as a year. I mean they mm-hmm. got they they made some late additions, and those guys take a little while to find their role, right? Mm-hmm. They come in, he knew he was going to be physical, you know, but to be able to kind of settle in and figure out, okay, this is what they want me to do. This is how I feel on this line. I mean, all that's part of that process that they seem to go through late in the year every mm-hmm. year when they well, make those it, additions. It's also. I'm in a new city. I'm not. Yeah. In, I'm not in an apartment. I'm probably in a hotel. And yeah, all and that stuff. Family. Think about friends yeah. or girlfriends, wives, and you know, sure. you're dealing with all that beach. stuff. I mean, it's yeah. it's hard. I mean, it's mm-hmm. you know, and you're trying to gear up for the playoffs, and you're trying to learn a new team. I mean, that's you see that right. in a lot of trades throughout ho- hockey and other sports too. It's it doesn't always. It's not always seamless to start. I mean, let's not well, forget about it. Let's not forget Barkley Goodrow and Blake Coleman didn't exactly light it up the first few games after they were traded. That's right. And then COVID hit and shut everything down. Season. Yeah. Well, COVID hit and shut everything down. Then they got a chance to know their teammates over the next few months and then kind of go through a training camp as they came out of COVID in the bubble. Right. You know, so you kind of started a, almost a new season, sort of, the way you do a training camp and, and that. Well, and then you went to the bubble, you know, and then they played lights out. But. When they first were traded, they were they were trying to find their way. When you get traded, it's like every game is a road game because you're not mm-hmm. in a home. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You you probably start out in a hotel. Maybe you find your way to a condo or an apartment or something like that. Um, it's kind of like what I just did out in Denver, right? Like I'm fam, right, with my son. He's, he's got a two-bedroom house or condo, whatever you want to call it, and I'm sleeping on a futon in his girlfriend's office. I was perfectly comfortable, perfectly fine. I was on the road. I never felt at home. So if you join a team and, and have to live sort of out of a suitcase for the first month, right, it's like the road trip never ended, you know? And then you go on the road with the team that you're now staying in a city that you're unfamiliar with and don't have all your stuff or maybe your family, right? So those are all tough adjustments, you know, that um, that you don't think about during the course in professional athletics. It's just, it, you know, these guys have wives and lives and children and bills and cars to move and houses and, you know, something's got to be packed and um, not the easiest thing in the world to do to come in midstream yeah. like that. But Now, the one thing for the well, Lightning to worry about is Mikhail Sergachev left Saturday's game. Yeah, I saw that. And he's been playing really, really well. And, you know, he couldn't put much weight on that leg, if any. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we kind of worry about that now. He was at. Are they saying he's day to day, or they? Well, they, they haven't had a practice anything? in, so there's no oh, update. Okay. Now he was at uh, Coop's Catch, the fishing uh, tournament that Coop uh, John Cooper puts on every year. It was supposed to be Saw back in, in training camp, but then the hurricane came through, and so they pushed it back. And they just did that. So he was out there fishing, 
as part of the tournament, raised over $150,000 for pediatric cancer research, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was out there. That's a good sign, but I mean, doesn't mean he could play or, you know, no idea what happened, but, uh, we should get an update today as the lightning returned to practice. So. Yeah. This is not the time of the year you want to lose there. Jeff, he's just, he's too important for you. I love this time of year though. Really? It's, it was, it's great to be able to come home and turn on baseball. Hockey playoffs are coming. We live in a beautiful place. The weather's nice. Um, really appreciative for, uh, for all that we got and for all of our listeners as well to sports day, Tampa Bay. The Rays will continue their series against the Nationals tonight. And get your mailbag questions ready. We've got plenty of time for that. I, I know there's still a lot of questions about what the Bucks are going to do as they uh, wrap up free agency and start to turn their attention towards the NFL draft. So if you have any draft questions, anything, come to the table. Bring it to us. Do that by sending them to us on Twitter at SportsDayTV. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. My email address is rstroud at Tampa Bay. Dot com. For Steve Verstick, I am Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.